uh, Rav Maskowitz for inviting me to join, to learn together with you this evening. I know uh, Rav Maskowitz puts in a lot of effort to be mechazik, uh, the Beis HaMedrash over here. So we want to be mevarichim, barich Hashem cheloi, that the Rav should give him success in building up the shul, lahagdo tayr lahadira. Amen. You know, the Gemara tells us a very big chiddush. The Gemara tells us, Yesh kaina oilamai achas. You could get oilam haba in one hour. But coming here tonight, I see an even bigger chiddush. Yesh kaina oilamai Right? You could get oilam haba in just a half hour. So I'm going to try to keep to it. There's a lot to do. Hayyam katsavam lacham And we begin, we're going to examine two psukim in the chumash. One pasuk is the very first pasuk in Parshas Re'eh. The Pasuk says, Rebbein Shalom says, these are the choices. Keep the Torah, you do the mitzvahs, things will be good. Life will be a bowl of cholent, you know, everything will be gishmak, everything will be good. And you don't keep the Torah, things will be bad. Right? Those are the two choices. It's your choice. But the stakes don't seem to be so high. The choice is bracha on the one side, Klala on the other side. All of a sudden, a few parshiyos later, you get to parshiyos nitzavim, and the choices seem to be a little bit different. In parshiyos nitzavim, the pasuk says, "Re'ei nasati lefanecha hayoyim es hachayim v'yes hatoyv v'yes hamoves v'yes hara." We're not just dealing with, you know, good and bad, happiness and misery, success, failure. We're, the stakes are much higher now. All of a sudden, we're not just dealing with bracha and klala, it's life and death. What happened? What happened? Why did the stakes, why were the stakes raised so much? Until now, it's bracha and klala. Parshas Nitzavim, all of a sudden, life and death. Um, you can't have a shir on shuva without at least looking one time at the Rambam. The Rambam tells us, very well-known Rambam, that the same way, a person comes up to Shemayim, the Rebbein Shalom is going to evaluate and weigh their actions. Bless, right? Mitzvahs on one side of the scale, Averos on the other side of the scale, says the Rambam. Kach, number four. Every Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbein Shalom judges the mitzvahs, the maizim of each individual. Someone who's a tzaddik, he is sealed for life. Right? Not ridden for life. You know, we say, Barash Hashanah Yekasevon, that ain't for the tzaddikim. Tzaddikim nechta v'nechtam l'chayim Barash Hashanah. Mishanim tzarasha nechtam l'misa. Someone who's found to be a rasha, immediate misa. No chances, no second chance. V'habenani, the average guy, Right, his judgment is suspended. for him. If he does tshuva, so Yom Kippur Hashem seals him for life. And if he doesn't do tshuva, he's nechdam lemisa. Okay, got it. The Rambam says very simple, right? You have a guy. He comes into Rosh Hashanah. Five hundred and one mitzvahs. Five hundred averos. What is the verdict? Life. You have a guy who comes into Rosh Hashanah. 500 mitzvahs, 501 averos, what's the verdict? Misa. But the average guy, the Benini, he comes on Rosh Hashanah, 500, 500. What is his verdict? We suspend judgment until Yom Kippur, and then the Rambam throws in the curveball. If he does tshuva, he gets life. If he doesn't do tshuva, 
Chas v'shalom, the opposite. Where'd the Rambam get that from? Why do you have to do tshuva? I don't understand. The guy comes in on Rosh Hashanah, 501 mitzvahs, 500 abeiros. Let's say mitzvah number 501 is tzitzis, is tefillin, shiluach hakein. You helped an old lady cross the street. Whatever you could come up with. If mitzvah number 501, whatever it may be, it will tilt the scale. It doesn't have to be tshuva. And on the other extreme, if someone came into Rosh Hashanah, 500 mitzvahs, 501 averos, and the 501st avero was not a failure to do tshuva. The 501st avero, let's say it was wearing shatness, gets misa. So why does a Benini, who on Rosh Hashanah is 500 and 500, why does he have to do tshuva? Let him do any of the 613 mitzvahs. Why doesn't the Rambam say, open up the Sefer mitzvahs, Pick, take your choice. You know, you want to wear tzitzis, wear tzitzis. You want to put on tefillin, put on tefillin. You want to help an old lady cross the street, do that. You want to lend someone a dollar, do that. You want to put a, a nickel in the pushka, do that. Why does the Rambam specifically say tshuva? So you say it. You know, why are we blaming the Rambam? The Rambam is just copying over the Gemara. So let's see what the Gemara says. The Gemara Masech Rosh Hashanah, in number three, the Gemara doesn't exactly say what the Rambam says. The Gemara says like this, Amar Rab Krispadai, Amar Rab Yechanan. Shloisha, Svarim, Neftachin, Barash Hashanah. There are three books open on Rosh Hashanah. Echad shal Rosham Gemurin. You have one book for the Rosham. V'yechad shal Tzadikim Gemurin. One book for the righteous. V'yechad shal Benoniim and one for the average guys. Tzadikim Gemurin, Nechtavim, Nechtam Lata Lechayim. The Tzadikim, they're written and sealed for life. Rishayim Gemurin, Nechtam, Nechtam, La'ata, La'misa. Beinanim. So let's see what the Gemara says. Beinanim tuliyim va'im dim Rosh Hashanah v'ayam ha'kippurim. Zachu, Nechtavim, L'chayim. If they're Zaycha, they get light. Lai Zachu, Nechtavim, La'misa. The Gemara does not say one word about tshuva. The Gemara doesn't say, what does the Gemara say? Zachu. What does Zachu mean? However, you're Zaycha. You came, you came a half hour to learn? You're You made a bracha, you made a nice bracha, you said bracha samazayin. You're Right? You brought your, you brought your father a drink, keep it up, you're The Gemara doesn't say anything about tshuva. Who told the Where did the Ramam get this from? He had a nevuah? He, you know, he went to sleep one night, he had a dream that, he, that the only way to tilt the scales is to do tshuva? That's not what the Gemara says. Our Gemara says zoicha. Where did the Ramam get this from? Okay, so step number one is, let's talk about the mitzvah of tshuva, right? We all know tshuva is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. The Ramam doesn't count it as one of the 613 for technical reasons, but everyone agrees. It is a mitzvah da'iraisa to do tshuva. What if you don't do tshuva? So is not doing tshuva just, okay, Hashem gave us an opportunity to do tshuva. He gave us the gift of tshuva, and we didn't take, the, we didn't take advantage. Rabbeinu Yoyna tells us, failure to do tshuva is not just not fulfilling a mitzvah. It's actually worse than that. Rabbeinu Yoyna gives us the famous mashal. You have, you know, the robbers. They got caught by the, uh, the police. They got put in the jail. And they're sitting in the jail a day, a week, a year. All of a sudden, one day, the, pa- the guard comes. Nobody's in the jail. There's only one guy in the jail. Where's every- where did everyone go? Rabbeinu Yoyna, the famous mashal. The, he's, the, the guard sees there's a tunnel dug out from the prison cell out 
They all escape. You have one guy sitting in the corner. He says, why don't you escape? I'm not afraid of the king. You know, come be it as it may. What's he going to do to me? I'm not afraid of him. So what does the palace guard do? He smacks him. He said, it's bad enough you stole, but now you're not afraid of the king? So Rabbi Yonah says that somebody who delays doing tshuva, it's bad enough, let's say they wore shotness, but now they're not afraid Hashem could punish them for wearing shotness. It's bad enough one time they spoke by Chazor's hashats, chas v'shalom, which the Shulchan Aruch says more than any other Avera in the entire Shulchan Aruch, the strongest criticism the Shulchan Aruch gives to someone who says one word by Chazor's hashats. Someone who's mechalic, right? If you drive on Shabbos, Shulchan Aruch doesn't say, Gadol Avonim and Asai, right? Nobody, no observant Jew would ever drive on Shabbos. But for someone who says one word during Kaddish, the Shulchan Aruch has choice words for such a thing. Okay, that's just, you know, pet peeve on the side. Anyway, says Rabbi Nuyayna, someone who delays doing tshuva, it's bad enough, it's bad enough that they did the Avera in the first place. But now they're not afraid of Hashem? So you know what, you know, like, you know, if you, uh, you had a bill, you forgot to pay one month. So what happens? The next month you have the interest and the, the late fee. And if you don't pay the second month, so now you have interest on the late fee, you have late fee on the interest, right? It compounds. It gets worse and worse and worse. It's the same thing with the Avera. You know, you don't do tshuva right away. The Avera compounds. So now we get a little bit of an inkling of an idea why the Ramam can't just say, a guy who's 50-50, what do you want him to do? Help an old lady cross the street to make 501? But on the other side, you're going to have a 501st Avera of not doing tshuva. So the Ramam can't say to tilt the scales, just do any mitzvah. Because you'll, have one, you'll throw one mitzvah on the right side, but you'll have, what about the Avera of not doing tshuva on the left side? By the way, Rabbeinu Yana, excuse me, the, the Koch Feyar, Rav Yitzchel he gives a little illustration of the, the severity of delaying to do tshuva. The Gemara says in Yivamis, the Gemara talks about uh, an interesting phenomenon. The Gemara talks about the phenomenon that Geirim converts, they have a hard life. Geirim. The Gemara asks, why do Geirim have a, a hard life? The Gemara gives various answers. The Gemara says, uh, they didn't keep the Sheva Mitzvah Spenei Noyach. They're not medactic in the halacha. Finally, the Gemara says, because they should have become gerim sooner, what took them so long? They should have become gerim sooner? I mean, what's, what, what happens if a ger comes to us and says, you know, I want to convert? What do we tell him? Get lost, right? Go fly a kite. We're not interested. We don't need you. Let's say he says, no, 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 I really want. So we say, we really don't want you. And let's say he says, no, 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 I really, really want. We say, really, really, really get lost. And then he says, no, but I want to convert. And we tell him, you're going to die if you become a Jew, because you might eat on Yom Kippur. You're going to die, you might be, right? We scare him away. And if ultimately he keeps on pushing and pushing, fine, what could we do? And yet the Gemara says, Gerim have a hard life, because they should have become Gerim sooner. So says Ravitzel Petterberg, and if a Yid does an Avera, where he's not, it's not an option to do tshuva. He's required to do tshuva. And he delays doing tshuva, so now, this is not just the, the Avera itself. This is the Avera compounded with the fact that he's not rectifying it and he's delaying doing tshuva. So it's not going to help just to help the old lady cross the street. Because you still have on the other side of the scales the Avera of not 
doing tshuva. Okay. Says Ravitzelah, takes it even further. This is talking about not doing tshuva the whole year. But what about Rabbi Isai? Specifically, there's a specific obligation to do tshuva during the Asar Simei Tshuva. Right? We know the Mishaburah brings down from Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz, who brings down from the Arizal that between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur you have seven days. Right? Let's say today. Today's Wednesday. The Arizal says, the Mishaburah doesn't quote the entire Arizal. If you look it up, the Yaris Tavash brings it down more. On today, on Wednesday, a person can be masakin every single Wednesday, not just of Tavshinayim days, every single Wednesday of their entire life. That's what Rabbi and Ibershitz writes. Tomorrow, Thursday, you could rectify every single Thursday of your entire life. Sounds good, right? So, what do we see from here? Aside from the fact that there is always an obligation to do tshuva, there's a specific chiyuv to do tshuva during Aser Asimei Tshuva. Rabbi Anderson Ibershitz takes it even further. I mean, this is a very high madrego that he brings in from the Arizal. You know, this is not halacha l'maysa. But the Arizal says a person should treat the days of Aser Asimei Tshuva like chalamoid. And in terms of work, you should only do davar ha'avod. Yeah, not saying that's what the halacha is, but you know, people on a very high madriga, that's how they treated the Aserasimei Tshuva. So not to do Tshuva during Aserasimei Tshuva. So we'll say, you know, why the Ramam have to say to tilt the scales you should do Tshuva? Okay, I understand, you can't just do one mitzvah to tilt the scales because you have the Avera of not doing Tshuva on the other side. So why doesn't the Ramam say do two mitzvahs, three mitzvahs, four mitzvahs? Okay, because the Avera of not doing Tshuva during these ten days is so severe that maybe two or three or four mitzvahs is not going to outweigh the chid of not doing tshuva. But still, why did the Ramam have to say, Dafka do tshuva? I have a different idea. Come Thursday night to Rabbi Spatani's shir, shul, right? So what do we learn here? 35 minutes. How many words of Torah could you learn in one minute? Chavetz Chaim made a calculation. In one minute, you could learn 200 words of Torah. How many words do you have to learn to fulfill the mitzvah of learning? One. One. Each word is a separate mitzvah. So that means in one minute, how many mitzvahs do you get? 200. So if you learn for 35 minutes, you get what? 7,000 mitzvahs. But that's just the beginning. Because we know the Talmud Torah can get kulam. So that means 7,000 times 613. So that means for learning for 35 minutes, you actually get 4.2 million mitzvahs. Right? So it's a good thing you came, right? So why does the Rambam have to say, do tshuva? Yeah? Just learn for 35 minutes. 35 minutes you get 4.2 million mitzvahs. You know, you would think that would cut it, right? You don't think 4.2 million mitzvahs, that's not going to cut the deal? That's not enough? So Ravitzel Petterberg cites something that is quite frightening. He makes the following point. We know the Samsara Agra, right? You have two guys, they both come to Marav. One guy, he comes to Marav, he lives next door to the shul. The other guy lives 30 miles away, and he had a hike in 10 feet of snow, right? So who gets more schar? Obviously, the guy who hiked in 10 feet of snow gets a lot more schar. The Samsara Agra, right? It says in Abisrem Nosan, it's at least a hundred times more valuable. 
But on the flip side also, let's say you have two guys, right? Well, they both spoke Lashon Hara. One guy spoke Lashon Hara for no reason. The other guy spoke Lashon Hara because it's been weighing on his, on his mind for the last 10 years. He had to get it off his chest. Oh, he lets it out. He couldn't help himself. Who's going to get a bigger punishment? The easier it is not to do the Avera, the more punishment you get. That's why Rabbi Yisrael Salanta recommends during Aserasimei Tshuva, you want to know which things, which Averas to eliminate, the first thing you need to do is eliminate what we call the Kalos, the easy things, right? Because the easy things are the ones you're going to have to pay for the most. Fine. Like the Gemara says in Menachas, Mem Gimel, the Gemara says you had two colors of tzitzis. You had the blue strings and the white strings, right? Which do you get punished more for not wearing? The blue or the white? Yeah, we don't have tchelas anymore. Right? The Gra says we're not going to have tchelas until Mashiach comes. That's what the Gra writes. But we don't, which do you, in the times of the Gemara, which do you have uh, more punishment for? Not wearing the blue or not wearing the white? Not wearing the white. The blue costs money. The blue, it takes time to get a hold of. It's person gets more oinish for not wearing the white. Says Rebitzel Petr. If that's the case, when is there a bigger tviya on a person? When is it a bigger chait not to do tshuva? The rest of the year. Or aser simei tshuva. Aser simei tshuva. Aser simei tshuva, it's easy to do tshuva. Right? Like the Gemara. The Gemara has a stira. The Gemara says there are two psukim. One Pasuk says, Dershu Hashem Behim There are certain times that Hashem is available. Another Pasuk says, What? Mi Hashem Alekeinu Bechal Kareinu Elav. Hashem's always available. Right? So how do we reconcile that? One Pasuk says, Hashem's always available. One Pasuk says, Hashem's sometimes available. Says the Gemara, When you have a minion, He's always available. When you're by yourself, He's only sometimes available. Says the Gemara. And when is He available those times that when you're by yourself? Says the Gemara, Elul Asar Yamim Shavein Rosh Hashanah Yom During Asar Simei Tshuva, Hashem comes to us. He's here. He's right here. We don't have to go to Him. He's waiting. He's standing right in front of us. He's waiting for us to do the Tshuva. So someone who doesn't do Tshuva during Asar Simei Tshuva, it's so easy. Now's the easiest time of the year. Hashem is pulling on the heart. Right? The rest of the year, we have to inspire ourselves. Now, Hashem's pulling on the drawstrings of the heart. It's so easy to do tshuva. And you don't do tshuva now. So even, comes out, even if you do a hundred of mitzvot, a thousand mitzvot, it will not outweigh the Avera of not doing tshuva. Well, listen to the following Gemara. The following Gemara is, it should send shivers down your spine. Number 17. Yeah, we have to move fast over here, right? Very, very powerful Gemara. The Gemara says like this. It's the Gemara in Yuma, Dafke Zayin. Reb Zera, he havele milsa bahade yinish. Reb Zera, if he had an issue with a person, you know, he got into a little fight with a person, a quarrel with a person, have a cholif detani lekameh. He would pass in front of them. Umamsile, and he would make himself available, kihechi denesi venepakle midaite, so that the person should come and ask for mechila. Very interesting. Instead of the person going to Rabzera, Rabzera, you know, if a guy insulted him during the year, Rabzera made it his business, you know, to, to follow him around, you know. He, he did circles around the guy, right? He, he accidentally bumped into him. This way the guy would say, oh, Rabzera, I, I have to ask for mechila. Now listen to the story. Rav. Havale milsa bahade hahutavcha. 
Rav had a little quarrel with the butcher. Rav had no problem. The butcher insulted Rav. Okay? A butcher insulted Rav. Lo asa yoma de kipuri. The butcher did not come to ask Rav for mechila on Erev Yom Kippur. Okay? A butcher insulted Rav. The butcher should have gone over to Rav and say, Rav, I'm, I'm sorry, please be moichel me. I, I, I didn't treat you. The butcher did not come to Rav. So guess what Rav did? I'll go console him. I'll go over to him. I'll say, how you doing? How's Rosh Hashanah? How's the Mishpacha? How's business? This way the guy, you know, triggers something in his mind. Oh, I, you know, I did something wrong to Rav during the year. And he'll ask me for Mechila. Pagabe Rav Huna. Rav Huna meets Rav. Amar Rav Huna says to Rav, Where are you going? It's Erev Yom Kippur. Don't you have better things to do than walking in the street? Amar So Rav says to Rav Huna, I'm going to make up with the butcher. Amar. So Rav Huna said, No, you're not. You know what you're doing. Azul. Abba lemiktal nafsha, you are going to murder the butcher. What's Rav Huna talking about? Anyway, Rav continues. Azal v'kami lave. Rav comes. He's standing right next to the butcher. What was the butcher doing? He was chopping, chopping bones. Kami lave have a yosv kapali resha. He was chopping the skull of an animal. Daliene, so the butcher looks up, he sees the Gadol Hadar staring him in the face. He said, Chazia, he sees him, Amrale, he said, Amrale, Abba, at Zil Leslie Musvadach. He told him, in French we say, get lost, go fly a kite, go jump in a lake. I have nothing to do with you, get lost. So Rav goes out of his way to go to the butcher, to give the butcher an easy opportunity to ask him for Mechila, and guess what the butcher says? Get lost. Says the Gemara, Bahadi the Kapala while the butcher was cracking open the skull, the skull of an animal, Ishtamid Garma, a bone slips out, Umachia Bekue it strikes the butcher in the temple and kills him. Very strange Gemara. First of all, Kasan, please tell me, what in the world was Rab doing? Why is he going to the butcher? That's not the halacha. Look in Shulchan Aruch, Vav. If somebody insults you, they have to come to you. And if you don't want to be Michael them, they have to come to you again. And if you don't want to be Michael them, they have to come to you a third time. They're the ones who have to come to you. It doesn't say in the Shulchan Aruch, you go to them. Where did Rav get this from? What's he doing? He's wasting his time. Erev Yom Kippur, he didn't have better things to do than to go to the butcher. And what's Rav Huna telling Rav? Rav, you're not going to the butcher. You're going to kill the butcher. What, Rav Huna saw Rav had a machine gun on him? Rav wasn't going to kill the butcher. Rav was going to make up with the butcher. So Rav Itzlopetterberg writes, You know where Rav learned this behavior from? He learned it from the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. When? Because Aseris Yimei Tshuva Hashem says, You know what? I know this guy. The rest of the year, you know, he's sitting on his couch. He doesn't even think of doing tshuva. He ain't coming to me. I know him already. I know the track record. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to go to his heart. 
That's what we say in Ladavid Hashemari, right? Um, we say, right? Thank you. What's your name? Evan. Evan. Say the pasuk again. Libi Pagshavanai. My heart says, seek out Hashem, right? Toiv v'yashar Hashem al kein yorech atamadech. Hashem comes to our heart. God's banging at the door. He's coming to us. So what do you want? What are you going to tell Rav? Rav, it's not, you know, it's not, it's beneath my honor to go to the butcher. Rav says, no, I learned from my creator. The creator comes to us. He asks us to do tshuva. It's, believe me, it's a bigger Yerida for God to come to us than for Rav to go to the butcher. And therefore, Rav was merely emulating the ways of Hashem. So then why... Did Rav Huna tell, the, tell Rav, you're going to kill the butcher? Because oh, Rav Huna knew, like this. If the butcher doesn't come to ask Rav for Mechila, what's going to happen to the butcher? Probably nothing. He's a lazy guy. It's too hard for him. It's, it takes a lot of courage to go to Rav and ask him for Mechila. You know what else? Probably... If Rav would have met the butcher, if the butcher would have met Rav on Main Street, and the butcher wouldn't have asked for Mechila, what would have happened to the butcher? Probably nothing. But now that Rav is lowering himself and making it so easy for the butcher to ask for Mechila, what's going to happen if the butcher doesn't take advantage of that? What's going to happen is what happened. The consequences are very severe. It's frightening what the consequences are. Because if tshuva becomes so easy, the repercussions are frightening. And that is why Rav Huna said, Rav, I don't think it's a good idea to go to this butcher because he might not take advantage. So why did Rav go? Rav says, look, I learned from my Rebbe. I learned from Hashem. Hashem knows that if we don't take advantage of doing tshuva during Aserah tshuva, He knows what the repercussions could be. But it's worth it. It's worth it to give a person a little bit of an easier chance to do tshuva. So what happens? Rav comes to the butcher. And when the butcher says, get lost, the repercussions are so extreme. They're so severe. Tekuf umiyad, he's nechtam. Says Ravitzel Now we understand the Shan and the Rama. You have a guy, he comes Rosh Hashanah. He's 50-50. So what do you want him to do? You want him to help the old lady cross the street. You want him to learn for an hour. You want him to put on his tefillin. It's not going to help because on the other side of the scale you're going to have the terrible avera of not taking advantage of tshuva when tshuva is so easy. Says Rav Itzla, you know what we're like if we don't take advantage of Aserasimei tshuva? We're like that butcher. Right? Because Hashem is knocking at our door. He's standing in front of our face. He's saying, right? My entire kinderlach, I'm right here. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do, I'm here. You're not, you don't have to travel to me. I came to your house. And if we tell the Rebbe Nishalalam, like the butcher, Zil, At, Leslie, Bahadach, I have nothing to do with you. Chas v'shalom. We are, we're, we're acting like that butcher. And then the repercussions become quite frightening. The Meshachachma writes, you know, what do we do? Yeah, the night of Yom Kippur, right? We come to Shul, and during Kal Nidre, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Shehechiyanu, Bikiyimanu, Begiyanu, Lazman Azeh. 
By the way, the Rimagash holds that the bracha of Shechianu is a mitzvah dairaisa. All the other Rishonim disagree. The Rimagash says Shechianu is a mitzvah dairaisa. Which mitzvah is it? Right? It's a mitzvah to be happy when you serve Hashem. So how do we demonstrate our simcha? Shachianu. Right? We're very happy. It's, it's Yom Kippur. The greatest day of the year, right? The Gemara says, We had no other greater day, no happier day in our calendar than Yom Kippur. So what do we do? Yom Kippur comes and we pour out our heart in simcha. Baruch Hashem, it's Yom Kippur. Says the Meshachachma, not so fast. Because someone who goes through a Yom Kippur and he doesn't take advantage of the day when Shuva is so easy, right? After all, right? Take the word Hasatan. Is numerical value what? 364. Why? Because the Satan only has power on 364 days a year. There's one day a year the Satan is out of commission and that's Yom Kippur. So on Yom Kippur we have no Yitzhahara, no Taiva to do anything wrong. We're like Malachim. The tshuva is staring us in the face. The Rebbein Shalom is right here, right in our shul, right in our hearts. Not to take advantage, says the Meshachachma, if you don't take advantage of Yom Kippur, you're better off not having made it to Yom Kippur. Don't make any Shechianus. Because the repercussions, the urgency of tshuva is frightening. This is not a, this is not a feel-good Russia, by the way. This is, you know... This is not going to make you feel nice and dandy. But this is serious stuff. This is serious business. Says the Meshachachma, as happy as we are when Yom Kippur comes, but you've got to take advantage, because if you don't take advantage when you have an opportunity on a silver platter, it ain't good. The, uh, there's a sefer called the Jerusha Hatzlach. The Neut Behuda wrote a bunch of drushas. So in the Jushe Hatzlach, and uh, we forgot to put on the, uh, the it's the number 20, the ice, it's in, uh, if you want to look it up, it's ice chaf tes. The Yemad Behuda says the following. He says, there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avais. Mishnah says like this. Mishnah says in number 19. Rabbi Chanina ben Chachinai Oimer. Rabbi Chanina says, Haneir Belayla, someone who's up at night, or you're walking alone on the road. And you space out. You're putting your life in jeopardy. Okay, the simple meaning of the Mishnah is someone in the olden days, it was dangerous to be up at night. You needed Shmira, you have to learn. Or it was dangerous to walk on the road. Basically, you know, if you're walking in, uh, in uh, the West Bank, right? While with, you know, with Arabs, terrorists on both sides of you, so, and, and you don't learn, you know, not a good idea. You need, you need a shmira. So in the olden days, if you're up at night, or you're walking alone on the road, you better learn. Says the Noyed Behuda, the Mishnah has another meaning also. Haneir Balayla. When we're up at night, when are we up at night? Yemei Slichais, right? Ha'aymdim beveis Hashem Aleilois. Ve'hamehalech baderech yechidi. When is the time of the year you could travel in Avoidas Hashem on your own without a minion? doesn't mean you don't have to go to Minyan. It means you don't need a Minyan to bring down the Shrika. When is that? You don't take advantage of these days. Says the Meshachachma. 
Now we understand the change in Sukkim going back to the beginning. In Parshas Re'eh, Hashem says, I'm giving you Tyra Mitzvah. You want to keep it? Things will be good. You don't want to keep it? Things will be bad. But the stakes are not so high. Why all of a sudden in Parshas Nitzavim did Bracha and Klala transform into Chayim and Mavas? What happened in the interim between Parshas Re'eh and Parshas Nitzavim? Ki ha-mitzvah hazais. God gave us the mitzvah of tshuva. And when you have the opportunity to do tshuva, as wonderful as an opportunity it is, and you don't take advantage of it, it ain't bracha and kol anymore. The stakes are not small. The stakes are life and death. Says Rabbi Tzalah, says the Meshach that's the Pshan the Rambam. Once we hit the Aseris Yimei Tshuva, there is no other way to tilt the scales. It's Tshuva or bust. We'll just end with a little bit of encouragement. You know, what does it mean to do Tshuva? What does it mean? I'm going to become a Tzaddik overnight. And what, and, you know, to, today, you know, I have all these problems. I have a thousand, I have a list. I can make you a list of a hundred Averis. And then tomorrow I'm going to be a Tzaddik Gomor. Right? So Rav Pam always used to say over, there's a Mishnah, Mesech the Yuma. It says like this, Amr Rabbi Akiva, Ashrechem Yisrael, right? Everybody knows, right? Ashrechem, right? Everyone knows the song, right? We say like this, but nobody knows part of the Mishnah because the song took out a very important part of the Mishnah. Everyone knows, V'yoymer, V'yoymer, Mikveh Yisrael, right? Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, Hashem's the Mikveh. But the first part of the Mishnah says, Shenemar, Bizarakti Aleichem, Mayim Tahirim, I'm going to sprinkle on you purifying waters. And it says, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. So the Mishnah talks about two types of tshuva. There's what we call Mayim Tahirim, purifying waters. And then you have the Mikveh. What are the purifying waters? You have a guy who's Tamei Mace. And before he goes to the Mikveh, we sprinkle on him the Mayim Tahirim. How much? All you need is one drop of Mayim Tahirim to touch the tip of his hair. And he's Tahar. But if you want to become completely tahar, then you have to go into a mikvah. Now, to go into a mikvah, if you go into a mikvah and your hand is sticking out, what does it accomplish? Nothing. What if you have you stick your finger out? What does it accomplish? Nothing. What if one hair is sticking out? What does it accomplish? Nothing. Says the son of Rabbi Yitzhak Ochanan Specter, Tzvi Hersh, who was the Abbezin of Kavna, he says like this. There are two types of tshuva. One type of tshuva is where yesterday I was a Russian Marusha, Today, I completely transform myself and I'm a tzaddik amor. That's like going into a mikvah where you need to completely submerge yourself into tshuva. Not everyone is able to do that. Not so easy to change in one day. But there's another kind of tshuva. That tshuva is the tshuva of the mayim tahirim. Where all you need to do is have your hair touch a drop of the water. That's also a, a tahara. And that is also a tshuva. If a person says, in Tavshin Ayin Gimel, once a week, I'm going to be careful, Shabbos afternoon, during Suda, the lunch, I'm not going to speak Lashon Har for one hour. That's also a tshuva. Are, are you doing the tshuva that the Ramam talks about, that you're a completely different person? Is this the tshuva of tefillah and the mikvah? No. That's not, it's not the highest level of tshuva. But it's also a tshuva. It's also a tshuva to be makabel one small thing. And it doesn't mean, you know, like we said, it doesn't mean this year I'm makabel in Tavshinai and Gimel, I'm going to learn 10 seconds more than I did last year. I'm not talking about that. But take one thing, 
whether it's Ben Adam Chaveroi, Ben Adam Amakaim, whatever it is, Lashon Hara, and learning, and davening, to be Makabel, one small Takana, that is also Begeder Oisei Tshuva, that is also falls under the umbrella of those who people do, right? Because Rav Hashem is going to draw a line in the sand. Who's doing Tshuva, right? So at least if you correct one small thing, you could put yourself on this side and say, I am among those people who are doing tshuva. And for Zaycha to do that, we should be Zaycha. If we weren't among the Tzadikim Gemurma and Rosh Hashanah, at least we should be Zaycha to do tshuva. We should all be Zaycha to Shnaz Chaim, Veshalom, Exiv Chsimatayah, Gemar Chsimatayah. Shkaya.